Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 36. I'm Jack. I'm Jay. I'm Van. So we were talking before we went on air about whether or not this was Season 8, Season 9, this season, last season. So we're going to say Season 8.5. So everybody's happy because Van is furiously staring at me from the other side of the table. It's the new season. Um, it's not the old season, <laughs> it's the new season. So we're going to start by looking back over last season. Um, what a season it was. I mean, let's start then with the awards. So, player of the season, Jay, I'll come to you first. Who was your player of the season for 18-19? I'm, I'm going to go with someone um, very topical today. And someone that I think no one else would have chosen. And that's Danny Rose. Oh, okay, interesting. That is, that is an early left field selection. Yeah. I'm just going to go with Danny Rose. Um, and I'll tell you why. He is... He is, he is the nucleus of our heart. Oh, this is getting, I mean, this is getting personal now. It's getting guts. really deep. I think, I think the drive in the second half against Ajax came from Danny Rose. Came from a couple of crunching tackles and him out there firing everyone up. I think Danny Rose fired us all up on the pitch. I, I wasn't expecting you to and, say Danny Rose. And, and, and I'm absolutely mortified if the rumours are to be believed that he might be on that list of players available for sale right now, I I, I don't know. Those, those, those are that is always conjecture, isn't it? Yeah. And, and there's there's a long list of those you would expect to be on there: Trippier, Wanyama, blah blah blah, blah and the usual Nkudu and, and the rest. Nkudu, <laughs> <laughs> who? Janssen. I don't like, think anyone, I don't think we're ever going to sell Janssen. I'd I like to give him another go. Who's going to pay for him? He's going to out exactly. He's going to outlast every single player in the squad. Yeah, <laughs> he'll just be there. He'll go on a free transfer when he's thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he could be the dark horse to do, for, for to be this year's Sissoko. Oh, that would be the biggest shock and turnaround. Anyway, we're talking about my player of the season. Yeah. We will come Rose. on to that. I think we should definitely come on to. We should like pause for thought on um, on, on on Vincent Janssen. But I reckon Danny Rose. That's it. Okay, interesting one. Um, Van? I'm going to go with... So like, my heart wants to say Sonny, because I think he had like probably the biggest impact, but he missed quite a lot of the season in terms of like that consistency. I'm going to go with Super Jan Vertonghen. Oh. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I thought he, he stood up, uh, represented... You know, there, there's a game, the, the second leg against... Um, Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah, he was just oh. unbelievable. Played left wing back, didn't he? Left wing yeah. back. And, and, and everyone's sort of oh, he's not got the pace, he's not got the delivery, and just putting like ball after ball. And then his goal was just outrageous, yeah. like just like creeping in at the back post, like volleys it in. Uh, but just, I thought throughout the whole season, he was just like a measure of consistency. Yeah. Players changing around him. Um, and if you think like, so you spend a lot of time playing with Foyf, spend a lot of time playing with Sanchez, both like yeah. sort of young players. Um, fullbacks kept changing. He was just that like consistent, yeah. Um, centre half for me. I, I I love Jan anyway, so uh, I just thought it was, um, we properly wobbled when he when he was out injured. What did he have? His shoulder or yeah, his, he was out for a while. We, he was out for a while. I, we we, we don't look the same when he's not in the yeah. side. I think we we all agree on that that yeah. we're nowhere near as good going forward or defensively yeah. when he's not there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the measure of a, of like your your player of the season. It's like yeah. without them. Yeah. How good do you look without them? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, super. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go for mine for Sissoko. Um, 
purely well, you'll go for Sissoko. Purely, so purely, go for purely because different. you talk about you know how do we look when you take a player out the side? Those games, especially in the second half of the season when he wasn't there, mm. I never thought to say this. We did not look the same team with or without the ball when he wasn't in there. He's not the greatest player in the world, but he was so effective last season. So effective in that high energy presses in midfield, wins the ball back brilliantly. His goals and assists are extreme, <laughs> extremely <laughs> no, questionable. No. Um, so that's obviously an area that he needs to do more on. But like him and Winks, it just seems to be a partnership in there that, that really works well. So I have He seemed to get better as well as the season went on. Just think he was just phenomenal in games. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal in games. Yeah. Um, was he phenomenal or was he just significantly better than he was than he was last season? So this is my thing, where you actually look at like his games and when he was playing gave the ball away a lot like granted he did a lot of running he did a huge amount of covering at right back which I think the biggest yeah. thing that he did yeah. last season was cover us at right back and sort of mm. step yeah. in when you know yeah. Aurier or Trippier were having a, a, an absolute mess so credit for that mm. but like you know he's a bit, he, it's not just like his goals and his assists he would very I would say as often give the ball away as he would keep the ball yeah. mm. and that's making the simple stuff as well so I'm not saying he had a bad season. I just like when people say like Sissoko, he's amazing. He's, he, you know, he's just he's a completely different player. I just think the standard was so low before, really low before. As low as actually, it could get. It could yeah, not yeah. have been worse. Whereas actually, it was just like a few big powering runs sort of made us go, oh my god, he's exceptional. Whereas actually, if you compare like Dembele at his peak, like maybe like season and a half ago. It's a different quality of player still. It's still a vast gap between those two players. And I think that was reflected in our style of play this season and where we finished and, and, and how we finished. I think actually Sissoko's good, but us not having a powerful you know, centre midfielder who could move with the ball and stuff was, it was a big thing for us this season. I, I, I'm inclined to agree... We, we we no we look at we look at his improvement and we go he's amazing yeah but if you look at the measure of him versus Dembele two seasons ago as you say I think he's having that much impact on games so if you look at a couple of key games where he didn't start for example and he came on I'm thinking Ajax first yeah. at, the, at the lane he came on and immediately shored us up yeah so I'm we we were looking like we were going to go seriously yeah. down in that game. I don't, they I don't, were all over us. Yeah. If you remember that, that was quite recently. Yeah. But. I don't disagree with him like coming in and having like the odd good game and games where actually like Ajax, we needed someone who has his skill set, so to speak. Right, it wasn't about Bully. keeping the ball. It was about bullying players, yeah. like you say. Right, I just think back to I I, I look at it and go, with the rest of even the top six. This season, take any of their players out to have Sissoko in. And the answer to that, I would suggest, is probably not. It wouldn't be a vast improvement for any of them. Whereas with Dembele, you're looking at Dembele and going, any of the top six, he improves it. Yeah. Any of the teams above us, he improves. And I think this season, Sissoko was a means to an end because we didn't have anyone else and because Winks was injured and Dyer was injured Mm. and Wanyama was injured. And actually, he was the most consistent centre midfielder that we had. I think that sort of like just overplayed slightly how good he actually played. I think he was really useful. I think he did what he was asked to do well. But I think he was very much asked to play within his limitations. And for a top four team trying to push on, 
have a centre midfielder whose limitations are passing the ball five yards to a teammate, right? And I think, and you say that, and people, and no one, and everyone sort of goes, "Yep, yeah, that's about accurate. That is his mm. limitation." I, I think that's the thing for me with. with but then I think the biggest. Oh, Abbas is here. Hello, Abbas. Hello, Abbas. Hello. We're just talking about how much we love Sissoko. Oh yeah. Um, but we've just started to play the season. One thing I would say on Sissoko is I think that he understands his role in the team more than anyone, and. Well, you think back to last season, he was trying ridiculous things. He was trying to switch the play with a 60-yard pass, and you think, yeah. you can't do that. So I think he's understood what he's good at. He gets the system. He knows how we want to play. I think I honestly think he's phenomenal. I'll take your point on, is it individually, if you look at him, is he really that player that's going to kick you on to the next level? Probably not. Mm. But then I think if we hadn't have had him, God, where would we have ended up? Yeah, we'd have gone backwards. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. But I just think I, I yeah. think, I look at a season where... If you take away the Champions League run, actually in the league, did we go forward? Probably not. Did we? Was the style of football improved? Probably not. Um, and then, like the linchpin of our team was a centre midfielder who can't really pass the he's, ball. He's or not comfortable shoot. on the ball. Yeah. I mean, like, like I know it's I know it's lazy, but like the, when Van Dijk just let him run through. He like as a centre back, as a defender, you know this. You're told the man with the ball is the most dangerous yeah. player, and to watch a world class centre back go, that's not the case with yeah, this you're player. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna mark Sonny and hope that Sissoko smashes it over. Yeah. And I just think, yeah. when a player has such an obvious weakness, and their Which weakness is playing football, and their weakness yeah. is playing yeah. football, I think there's, I think there's, uh, yeah. I think there's something if, to be said there. If an Italian side came in and said to Levy, I want Sissoko. He's forty million. Yeah, a hundred percent. He, I think, he, I think he would get, do. He would get sold for that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Twenty nine for that. Because they all they, they seem to enjoy buying players late, don't they? They'd there. smash in Italy where a one nil win. You know, it's it's only re- this recent phenomenon in Italy where anyone is sort of like looking at the clubs and going. Yeah, even Juventus, like, you know, get rid of Allegri because you need a style of football. That's a really... Like, even Sarri ball was not around yeah. going and scoring three or four goals. Yeah. In the Premier League, it is. Like, we long since, you know, it's very new on the continent to go and get teams beating them 5-6-7-0 because there's almost this, like, unlying respect of, like, you don't go and bat yeah. teams. Like, once yeah. you've won, you reserve your... In the Premier League, that's never existed, yeah. right? You're always just, like, you just no. go and smash your opponent as yeah. hard as you can. And, yeah. and that's because we have goal difference where they have head-to-head and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So someone like Sissoko in Italy would make perfect sense, right? He's just yeah. someone who, once you're 1-0 up, you're probably going to win that game 1-0, right? Because he's going to run around, he's going to win tackles, and he's going to tire everybody out. I just think for a team like Spurs, you want to kick on and you want to go and be like a... You want to play good football and win football matches. Yeah. I, I, I just look at... You know, he is the replacement for Dembele, so to speak. And for me, the, 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 the difference in output, the difference in... Yeah. Like, when Dembele ran, it was it was... It was classy. You call him like a gazelle, right? He'd run through the midfield, no one could get near it. When Sissoko runs, it's, it's, he's like a bull. It's like a very different type and style of... And maybe it's just because I'm not used to it, it, but I was just watching him just going like, what is he doing? Where is he going? But, but there's a part of me that's absolutely relishing the first time Ondembele and Sissoko play together. I mean, those two... I can't claim I can't to have I mean, ever seen this guy play, so Never I know nothing about YouTube. him. Um, I mean, Abbas would look good on a YouTube clip, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Literally, not said a word. Not said a word. But 
you hope you hope that he's the mix of Sissoko and Dembele, right? Yeah. Someone that is powerful and can, has got that defensive side, but can take the ball because that's what we've lacked a lot when Winks hasn't been there. And, so and deliver a, a final. Hasn't ball. been a midfielder. And deliver a but final. When we say like a mix between Dembele and Sissoko, we need him to just be Dembele. Yeah. <laughs> right, because we wanted Sissoko to be Dembele. Like Dembele yeah. could play, he could run, he could, yeah. and then you want Winks to be Winks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when you've got like a Winksy who can just move the ball around, and like for me, build the team around him because he like mm. you see it when he plays for England, you see it when he plays for Spurs. He's who we miss yeah. the most. Well, actually, you'd, you'd want someone who's Dembele but slightly better because yeah. Dembele didn't get the goals, so you yeah. need someone who does the Dembele role but actually gets. Yeah. Yeah. But that is not a mix of Dembele and Sissoko no, if what you're trying to add is goals. Yeah, And he's the closest analogy to, for me. Who, who is your, your player Sissoko. of the season? Sissoko as well. Yeah. Correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll just delete, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll delete the last, points, we'll yeah. the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> where we just, where we just <laughs> laid into Sissoko. Don't know why, don't know why I come back. I come back once a year. Let's do goal of the season. So Abbas, you can go I've first. Not, I've not thought about this. Um, think about it now. There must be. There Harry must Kane be a against Wolves. Oh, good, yeah. Oh God, screamer. Talk just, us through it. It just meant nothing because we lost the game. But it's an yeah. absolutely fundamental goal. Yeah, it was a great goal, goal wasn't it? Oh. Um, just because it was just so, it just a bow out of blue. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't look like it was ever going to happen. Because um, what I remember of that game. I didn't go to it actually, but it was that also it was Wembley. We 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 started off quite well, but couldn't break them down, and then got got the goal from literally from nothing, nothing about thirty five yards out. He just shifted it and absolutely pelted it straight in. And it's one of those goals where because the keeper sort of got a hand to it, it's sort of like underlooked. Yeah. But if that had gone arrowed straight through, it would have been up there yeah, to go in the season yeah. but because he got a bit of a hand to it yeah. and it touches like fingertips and went in it doesn't look as good yeah but for me that was probably go the season yeah that That's or strange. son it's <coughs> an interesting point like when we say like it didn't mean anything so it's like for me when you're talking about goal of the season always remove context it's like the vincent company goal and everyone's saying it's goal of the season because of the context nonsense it's like Unless it was a volley into the top corner or just something you've never seen before, it shouldn't. You shouldn't even be talking about it. You should be able to separate the context of the moment and how it made. Because then, otherwise, it's the last goal scored against Ajax, right? If you if you it was want Paul Stalteri, it's Paul Stalteri against West Ham. Didn't win goal of the season though, did it? Andros Townsend has won the FA Premier League goal of the season, and it absolutely should. Which is a great goal. Absolutely should have done. Ridiculous goal. Goal that was so ridiculous. Goals that make you just stand up and go like, never seen that before. Yeah. Never seen. Yeah. And also like, we've watched Andros Townsend go like, didn't think he had it in him. Yeah. I'm, I, company's goal shoot, made though. more sense to me than Townsend's. Than Townsend's. Yeah. Hands down. He could, he could always shift it onto his left and shoot, couldn't he? he yeah, could just normally the corner flag. You just have to duck if you're behind the goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, what was your So I'm going to go with Son against Chelsea. Mm. Um, the, the beautiful flick on from Ali, where he took it down and just... Um, we were there, and we were West Lower, and we were we we saw him gallop. I could actually hear his hooves gallop right in front of me. Uh, he left Jorginho for dead as well, didn't just, he? On that goal, it was bizarrely Jorginho didn't even try and go in, but but Son was so quick. So by the time he thought about it, yeah, he, he was, was he was well away. Yeah. And and the way Son talks about this, he looked up, couldn't see anyone, so he he just said, "I'm taking I'll this on. Score instead. I'm just yeah, taking yeah. this on." Yeah. 
But the bizarre bit was, um, what's his chops with the flowing hair? David, David Louise. David Louise. David Louise didn't seem to even it put in a weird challenge to challenge and and I, I, to be honest I don't think I don't think Louise was expecting him to cut in on yeah. his left the whole and bang thing it in. was like a FIFA goal it's like it was he's on the goal. wing and he starts running in and you, if you're playing against that person you're like oh, for god's sake just like get your finger off speed burst and then you, David Luiz is like someone's controlling him and just like press the wrong button and he's yeah. just all of a sudden goes the, wrong way, yeah, yeah. goes the wrong way and it all just added up to just like one of those goals that you just don't see yeah. You don't see mm. players running from the touchline. So like, even Defoe's one, like ages ago, he was much further up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, West, the West, West Ham, Ham one. Yeah. He was much yeah. so it made sense for him to cut in. Cut in yeah. with Son. You're just like, that doesn't make. How has he managed to get from yeah. like there all the way into the box and then yeah. just bottom corner? Absolutely bananas. And against Chelsea as well. Made Amazing. It better, didn't it? I, th- I think that was. I mean, like, one of one of our one of our performances of the season. Mm. That whole game. Yeah, which is absolutely Boston for many, many reasons. Yeah, we can that. never seem to hammer Chelsea though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that could have been four or five nil that yeah. game. It ended up three one. Yeah, which yeah. doesn't look that bad on the score. Yeah. Fam, what was your goal for the season? Uh, Deli Ali against Arsenal, Arsenal. in the cup. Oh. It's just because oh, yes. what I was saying about that's what I was saying, that's what I was saying about earlier about goals that you just go. Has he done that? Yeah, and it yeah. just the the the. How has he lobbed him from like there? Yeah. It's just an unbelievable goal. It's the audacity. And he's he's the perfect of the boot as yeah. well. Yeah. And he's yeah. the perfect player to score a type of goal like that. Because like you look at him and go, yeah, he probably did that to mug off the goalkeeper. That's yeah. exactly like you could, didn't have to do it. But did it because yeah. you could have just it. slid it in. But yeah. no, I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah. I'll tip you. Yeah. 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 Um, that's just an unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable we enjoyed that. Goal. I think we enjoyed that. That was that was our Christmas drinks. That was the podcast Christmas drinks. Yeah, that drinks was at the uh, one time. Me, me, Jan Stato. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Full. The pub was full of Arsenal. And not by the end, I imagine. No, well, Jay made yeah. a point of actually standing by the door and wishing them all a good night as they walked out. I think just in the build up to that goal, because Harry Kane had just been on the pitch for about 30 seconds yeah. and he sort of, it was three passes, one from Gazzaniga. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. into him, didn't he? Yeah. Kane, he controlled it and on the half volley, or it was just, it just had settled, pinged it straight over to Delhi. So, yeah. Brilliant goal. Kane's passing is one of the most goal. underrated qualities can, 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 at Spurs. It's just like his his passing is outrageous. Can we just go back and 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 give some respect to Paolo Gazzaniga for his distribution? But both both the goals, both the in goals. that game, yeah, yeah. And I'm just hoping in pre-season, Tony Jimenez and Paolo Gazzaniga sitting down with you got a reason to figure out how, 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 how can how, you, you can do this. You can you can deliver a clearance like his that. His distribution well. has got better, Loris. Yeah, but it, it has it's still a long way to go. Yeah, Gazzaniga does that instinctively. I'm not as I'm not as bothered about the whole distribution thing with Loris anymore. No, like, I'm not that. Like it's the big the big the big errors. That are there. <laughs> so next season it will become a problem because they're changing the rule whereby if the ball doesn't come outside of the city, of the area. You get an indirect free kick now, rather than being able to take the the yeah. ball again. So what happened this season was, particularly with like City, a lot of teams were were pressing up really high, and so if the goalkeeper kicked out of the area, the defender would just step back into the box if they were marked because they knew you could just take the goal kick again. Yeah. And that happened to us a lot last season. Yeah. yeah. Next season they've changed that rule. Yeah. So like you've got. To be able to pass the ball like goalkeeper distribution next yeah. season is going to be I'm going to change that rule yeah. oh, 100%. it's Press, ridiculous it's going to be crazy next yeah. season yeah, yeah. it uh, is crazy on the edge of the box especially so. on the race 
because they know he's so shaky. Like it is criminal that you can like gamify the rule to that extent. Like mm. it's you know, like I understand it because it's like the offside rule. Right? It's only a problem once people start yeah. trying to get. Like we never even thought about it until the last couple of seasons. Yeah. But when you look at it, you're like, how has that ever been a rule? Mm. Like how did they ever think that that's the right mm. way to approach that? Stato's probably like screaming at us. Now. Yeah, just oh, sorry, the law. Sometimes. How is it a law? It's yeah. not a rule, is it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's interesting, the law change, though, for next year. Um, yeah. Because our, part of our game is we want teams to come and press us, right? Because we want the space to be on. We want to be able to play round sides. And I almost think if we had a keeper like Edison at City, whose distribution is absolutely ridiculous, that teams don't bother pressing City. Because you know if you do, he'll just put it 70 yards yeah. onto the winger's foot. Yeah. So I was thinking away, it plays to our strength a little bit, that you never quite know what Loris is going to do. Because well, teams are happy to sort of take that gamble. We do we do have a keeper like Edison. His name is Paolo Gazzaniga. And you have him and Tony Hill as well? That's that a massive, bold claim. Bold claim. I think someone who's like, <laughs> does an occasional good pass when they play versus like a, a goalkeeper who very clearly would be a better centre midfielder than like yeah. 80% of the rest of the when, Premier League. When has he played? Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When has he played? He has not been given a run to prove himself. Right, so I agree with that, but then that's why I wouldn't say that he's as good as if Edison. <laughs> All right, so if, if you get over and you see Loris has gone, been sold, 50 million or whatever, he's gone to wherever, would you say, go and buy a young keeper, put Gazaniga in as the number one, or would you say, get that money, we need to go and buy a established keeper? No, I'd, I'd bring Gazaniga up. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. He's good enough. He's 100% good enough. I think he's good enough. I, I, he's I, a man I, mounted. He's a big lad. Six, He's six, six, lad. five. I also think with goalkeepers, there's not such a huge distinct. Like, I think you've got a very clear like top two or three in the world, but I think after that, you start getting down to like the when you start looking at like midfielders and defenders and strikers. Once you get past the top six, there's a quite a big distinction. Yeah. I don't think that exists as much with goalkeepers because each club can only have two. So I think even at like the top end of the championship, you get very, very good goalkeepers. Mm. Maybe not Tottenham good. But I, I, I don't think I don't think there's such a big difference between Larice and say, you know, someone lower down in the Premier League. And I don't mm. think that exists with Gazaniga as well. I think, you know, mm. you'd be replacing them for replacing them's sake. Mm. He, he, he is, he is world class. That's a statement from us, isn't it? Like a guy who's played what, six or seven times to be like, if Loris went, get him in. He's also He's very attractive. Class. Oh, Don't know if what's as, that's as, got to do with anything. As, 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 as his Mrs. Mrs. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, game of the season, Abbas. That's not going to be very hard. Ajax away. Oh, yeah. What a night. Um, I cried. Cried. I cried. Um, it was just. I can't. I can't actually put it into words. It was just. We, we've spoken about it many times before in the pod, but you talk about having moments that you can bottle up and replay, and even now I'm thinking about getting big goosebumps. Like, Is that you, two? It, it might be, very <laughs> much. It's not one, it's two. Um, you have moments where you, if you could bottle up footballing moments and just tap into it when you're having a shit day, that would be it. Yeah. Like, it was just... It's almost the perfect game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you Unreal. were to sit there and, and someone was to say, right, this Ajax first second leg can go however you want it to go. What do you want to happen? You would near enough have that exact thing down and out, depressed, thinking it's, that's it. And just, then the we, if someone presented it to you as a movie script, you'd go, there's no way that happens in yeah. football. That's what you'd say. You'd be like, that is ridiculous. Like, you know, no one's going to believe that. that type and of to me, that moment 
is better than winning a Carling Cup or your or whatever oh, yeah. sport these days. Yeah. Um, like give me that ten times over. Ten Carling Cups. But I think it depends how you'd win the cup. That's the only thing I'd say. If we were two 0 down at half time to Arsenal and went back and oh. won it three two. I think you'd feel very similar yeah. thing. It's the same thing with that Ajax game. If we were comfortably 2-3-0 ahead, you'd feel less yeah. emotional about the game. Yeah. But like, so for me, I was in, um, I was in South of France with, 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 with my wife and we were, um, and she's pregnant. So we, no, no, but, we, but we had lunch and we'd had dinner and then realised that actually I was the only one who'd been drinking all day. So I, I love by the time that. again, not, not for if you're all day. All day. Well. All day. So by the time, by the seven months yeah. pregnant. Yeah. By the time, <laughs> so by the time the game kicks off, and I go to the hotel, and I say, like, "Oh, you got the game." And they, the, the guy in the hotel, was like, "I haven't even got a remote control to turn the telly over." I was like, "This is." So Sarah went to bed, and I was like, "I'm just going to go and find a bar." And I just found this bar. I sat by myself, was drinking beers. Everyone in there was French. They were all supporting Ajax for some reason, except one French woman who kept saying. Hugo Lloris and then something in French so I'm assuming she was saying you should support Spurs because of Hugo Lloris and we're all on the WhatsApp we're all chatting and it's basically I'm just there on my own getting like pretty (coughs) pissed all by myself we win it's amazing you know everything's going crazy if they didn't give me my bill at that point I'd have stayed out all night (laughs) went back to the hotel is the uh, is the the bar open? No. Went back to my room. I was like, I can't sit there in the dark drinking from the mini bar while like my kids are asleep, my wife's asleep. So I was just there like eating like leftover steak, and uh, and just <laughs> reading Beavis' book. Amazing sport. story. And that's and 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 so for me, that's like that was just the best. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely the best. It the, was. the moment was just the goal. I've never celebrated the a goal like that. The commentary was great as well. I, beat, I, beat, I mean, you probably had French commentary. Oh, we had no commentary. <laughs> what a brilliant ball forward from Sissoko in the goal. Yeah, what was, a brilliant ball. Like, it's player of the season. Player of the season. We don't need Dombella. <laughs> as, um, as Glenn Oddle said, it was more like a Hail Mary pass that they make towards the end of an NFL game yeah. when, they're, when they're like a touchdown down. Yeah. And desperation. Need to get, it was just like, hoof the bastard forward and if whatever happens, happens. And it... Oh, it was, it it came off the back of Liverpool's minor miracle the night before. Yeah, it was that, two that was a minor miracle. Incredible comebacks. Yeah, that that was an incredible comeback yeah. as well. I, I actually think, in a way, our comeback was even greater than Liverpool's. Oh, because because if, you no had, doubt. if you were to look at both games and say, right, Barcelona are freeing up against Liverpool, but the second legs at Anfield, and then Spurs are. 3 0 down on aggregate away twice. Who do you reckon's more likely to come back? I probably would have said Liverpool. I, you at half time, said Liverpool. I gave us absolutely no yeah. hope so, to come back. So we were 3 0 down with 45 minutes left. Liverpool were 3 0 down with 90 minutes left. Yes. In the first leg, Liverpool battered Barcelona. Absolutely battered them. Yeah. And just the, the reason they didn't score was dumb luck. Mm. Then Barcelona set up with the exact same team in the exact yeah. same formation and Liverpool got the luck that they deserved. Then in the same game, Barcelona had a few chances and didn't score. Yeah. We were down and out. Whereas Liverpool weren't down and out. They just happened to have lost a game that they shouldn't have lost. What I would say, though, is that Liverpool were without Firmino and Salah, which did make it slightly harder. Very true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. No, that's very true. Every Spurs fan can tell exactly where they were when that Lucas Moura goal went in, and that's what I love. It's one of their moments, isn't yeah. it? In, in ten years, yeah. well, we never know. We might have won it by then, so it might not be as important. But you'll look back and you'll all be able to say, oh, "When that happened, yeah. that was where I was." Yeah, it was just 
like the range of emotions throughout that whole night where the night started for me it started off pretty calm at two nil down it was sort of like acceptance when Dilit scored then at three nil when uh, Zia scored yeah, sure. it was like okay cool let's just go out there second half just break a few legs just yeah. just <laughs> You know, just yeah. put just put up a fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. just win the second half. That's all you could ask for. Win the second half, have a few chances, and whatever happens, happens. If you don't win, you don't win. But, you know, it's been a great semi... You've yeah. got to the semi-finals. You've had an, the, the leg before that. The uh, the quarter-finals against City was crazy. Mm. So, just you can just do just do what you can. Just leave it all out there. And then, the, what changed it for me is because I was... I was a minute behind, and then I saw, I think it was you, you messaged and you said, here we go. And I was like, oh, what's happened here? And I had to wait. Here we on. go, it's so nondescript. <laughs> yeah. That could be You know anything. exactly what I mean, though. Yeah. 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 Here we go can mean, we've considered another one, it's got tits up, so goes been red carded, you know. He said, here we go, and I, and then that's when Lucas ran through and go and scored first. And then I was like, I'm going to turn my phone off. <laughs> Turn Most people don't want to message him. To be I don't know, watched the last thirty minutes in just quiet. The thing for me is that like so it's probably been six years since I've got upset about any football match. So I always think I'm not going to feel the same level of excitement about mm. it. I don't. I I just think my range of emotion about football is that. So when we're two 0 down at half time, I literally don't care. Like I'm I'm not bothered about losing football matches. The, I think when we flip, scored, I think that's quite flippant. Man. But when we scored, I went. <laughs> Ballistic. Did you? I, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I surprised myself by how yeah. excited I got by the goal. So it's like I said, yeah. I don't care if we lose. It, it literally doesn't bother me. But I didn't think I cared as much when we win. Yeah. I went. It, it was incredible. Crazy. Wasn't it? I, I, so I was watching it with my family, um, and our next door neighbours have Sky, and we have Virgin Media. Virgin Media is notoriously terrible and slow where we are. So we were about two or three seconds behind them. So the next day when we saw them, they said, oh, we were watching the game and they're Spurs fans, but not really Spurs fans, very casual supporters. And they said, oh, when it went in, they were like, oh, brace yourself, brace yourself. And they said, literally, it felt like my whole house was shaking because of how mad we were going. Um, I literally, I was so down at half time in that game just because I wanted to experience the final. I knew I was going to go and to be like, this is the best chance we were ever going to have of getting to Champions League final. If you look at who we played, Ajax over two games, Dortmund over two games, or City's a tough one, don't remember, but we played one side really mm. in three knockout games where we were like, actually, yeah, we'll probably get knocked out here. Normally, you've got to beat Madrid, Juventus, Bayern yeah. Munich, all the. You normally got to beat three big sides to win it. We only had to beat one to get to a final. So if we'd have gone out to Ajax, I would have been absolutely gutted. But it was great to have got there, but you just hope that at some point we get to experience it again and go one better. But. Yeah. It's few and far between that you look at how brilliant that United team was under Ferguson for all those years and how many times they actually won it or even how many finals they got to. It's not that many. You look at the brilliant Arsenal team, one final. It's like a brilliant Barcelona team. I think think we'll get there again. Or City. I 100% think we'll get there again. I hope I, you never. You genuinely, you've got to be yeah. in it to win it, right? And you never yeah. know. And tr- the way draws happen and big well, sides I never get thought we'd be in it all that. last season. So yeah, you yeah. Know, this, yeah we I shouldn't have qualified. We shouldn't have even qualified out of the group. We were stages. gone, weren't we? We were so gone. I think we're all agreed that that was the game of the season. But yeah, nothing yeah. Nothing yeah. Nothing nothing a few, a few C- City away came really close. If you think about that, City away and or, then Arsenal away. I was going to say moment of the season. 
the Ajax stuff aside, has to be the Sterling last minute goal, and you I think that's that. it. You think yeah, that's it. We've, we've thrown this away to yeah. them 30 seconds later, VAR and it's disallowed, and you're going absolutely mad. My and that's something that, as football fans, we've never experienced a moment like that. No. Yeah. Well, my moment of season came a minute after after that incident when when Yama, when he was free, just kicked it straight out of play, but. It was null and void because multiple. Multiple, it comes straight back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other brilliant moment is Eric Lamella in the Ajax game oh, after yeah, we've scored and we're then defending for our lives. And instead of just clearing the ball, we try yeah. a nutmeg and a back heel just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. on the edge of his own box. And like, that's the, ball, the man. The ball. That's the chase after it wins it back, gives it away again. And it's like that's yeah. the man. Spursy, um, so spursy. Let's talk about the Champions League final then. Um, where were you oh, all for? Man. Where were you all for the game? Jay, I'll come to you first because you seem the happiest to talk about it. <laughs> I was in a pub in Cornwall, so I, I I agreed to take my wife and family away to Cornwall. Don't sound so happy about it. <laughs> 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 what and did I you do to deserve that? Up front, <laughs> and then we get to the Champions League final. I thought, do I go grand down and try and get tickets mm. and risk the wrath of my family? No. We can like, go to Cornwall. No, we ended up watching it in, in a pub in Padstow, full of Cornish Liverpool fans. Oh. Most of whom don't even know where Liverpool is. Most of whom have not even left Cornwall. Um, and it was very aggy towards the end. Mm. Um, what, you? After a few years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they were. Like, no, I was with my kids. Aggy is one of my favourite words. It was very it was like describing people as aggy. Yeah. yeah, and they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known. But they were up. They, the, my, lad, my lad was wearing his wearing his um, his, his, his son shirt, um, and um, they could tell we, we weren't from around these parts. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> they were asking all sorts of weird questions as well, like. Are you Pakistani, Indian, Bangladeshi? Like that, and almost in that sort of yeah. slightly condescending voice. Like, they need to speak a bit more slowly so that I understand. Yeah. I would say anyone who just randomly asks you where you're from is always condescending. Yeah, mm. yeah, just yeah. Th- where there's no context behind What do you do for a living? Was the other one. Were you born here? <laughs> All of that shit. Um, so, that, I was getting rather irate from the mm. off, and then, and then that happens. And then you just, you just switch off, don't you? Mm. And we were the better side. We were the better side. Abbas, we, where we were you? We created more. Uh, I was in Istanbul. Um, found a found a pub, which had like a terrace where there was a projector beaming onto the side of a building. Okay, that's different. That's um, pretty cool. So it was beaming onto the side of the building. Um, it was a bit of like a stage ramp. So we sit yeah. there. Um, watching the football. Um, Any other Spurs fans there? No, I was the only one. There were, however, a bunch of Canadian Liverpool fans who didn't even stay to see the trophy be lifted. I mean, they're not they're not fans, are they? Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Fam, where were you for it? I was in the Albany uh, pub in Great Portland Street. Oh, really? Um, sort of frantically. We sort of oh. planned like a lad's day where like my old housemate was down and so we all planned to get together and then we realised sort of as we were coming into town that we didn't have anywhere booked so I called a friend he managed to sort me out a table. Uh, honest to God we spent the entire game playing cards and drinking. It was like that it was quite the minute the first goal went in Yeah. it was very obvious that the game was done there yeah. and then and so we kind of just 
because we had the fact that we hadn't seen each other in years anyway, we sort of like defaulted back to that. Yeah. But same thing, the pub was yeah. full of Liverpool fans. Mm. Absolutely was full it? of Liverpool fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember there was one bloke who just said something and I just turned around and said, oh, I don't think that's accurate, mate. Something about somebody diving and he said, well, he was clearly mm. fouled him and his missus just said to him, just turned to him and went, don't you look stupid now? And I was like, oh, fair dude, it does look stupid. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, um, it just, the first goal, like was the worst thing that could happen to Spurs. Was, was it a penalty? Also, I I I know under the rules it's people are saying no it's not yet. Like for me, if you've got your hand out, if you don't give that as a penalty, you give defenders free reign to have their hand up pointing at anything in the box and all of a sudden they can block penalties. Mm. Like But the thing is the thing is, if we look at it, did it not hit not his shoulder hair? But like his chest bit of head, but the circumference of the ball or part of the ball hit like his like lower shoulder. Mm. So it's not like it was flush on like the bicep or the tricep mm. or whatever. It was predominantly shoulder first and then yeah. bottom of the shoulder slash like Hair second. I don't yeah. people who listen to this can't yeah, see like, that. Hit him here, not here. Does that <laughs> make sense? Yeah. Definitely Never off the shoulder, it was definitely off the shoulder first, which is what frustrated me the most. So I, I was there for the game, and that was in front of where that was behind our end. Um, in real time, as it hit him, I just thought penalty. When and all the Spurs fans around us, we all just were like, "That's a penalty." And then when he gave it, we didn't even really protest it to be honest, because it looked a complete stonewall penalty from where we were. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised to be honest. It's just one of them where you're do like, you, you we just felt so, you felt unlucky, but it felt like, yeah, it was a penalty. I, I, it's just I, one of them moments. I think that's the thing. What what we're sort of landing on, what we're trying to argue is that under the rules, it's not a penalty and blah blah blah. In your heart of heart. If you've got your arm out and the ball strikes it and stops a cross going in, that should you be a hand yeah. ball. You know that. Like you, you can argue the merits of, you know, a referee cannot judge if something was accidental or or intended because he doesn't mm. know. You can't say so. Accidental shouldn't ever be in the rules because mm. how the hell can the referee say yeah. whether yeah, something meant something or not? Player, yeah. right, Did you mean yeah. that? So the fact is, his hand was up. It made his body significantly different shape. Yeah. Let's not say bigger. It made his body completely different, yeah. unnatural shape. And it smacked him on the arm. Mm. It's like, yeah. if, if it was the other way around and you didn't get a penalty, no way you'd be okay with it. You'd be going crazy for it. Are you shocked it, like the referee didn't have a proper look at it on the, on the screen? I'm not, because like I said, from, from being in the ground, it, we, everyone was just like, yeah. that's a penalty. So also, so like with, with VAR, every decision is is being watched by the video yeah. ref and he will only say go to the screen if he thinks it's it very very wrong or it's mm. something that is is borderline and the ref has to make a decision in this instance the ref saw it clearly hitting his arm mm. and all he had done is go back to the screen and go it hit his arm yeah. like that that's the thing it did hit his arm yeah. It's always a bit of a giveaway. When they go to the screen, it normally always gets overturned, yeah. doesn't it? So it's like you can start to get excited if it had run over. But I think the frustrating thing is, so I think it was a penalty, there would have been some weaker referees who maybe wouldn't have given it. That's probably why some fans can be frustrated with it. That on another day, a different ref, you might have got away with it. But we would have gone to VAR anyway, no? But then would, that, would the ref have overturned it? I don't know if he would have. It, 
for me, the rule is not clear enough. No, so move, under the new rule, they wouldn't give it because it hits another part of his body before it hits his arm. And so under the new rule, that's not handball. So it's like, that's, that's what I mean. There's so, like, they're trying to make the rule and they're so worried about like oh but if he's got his hand out and if you like a striker might like kick it against his hand to win a penalty no one's going to do that no one's going to do like that's so hard to do and like as a player to think that's what I'm going to do I'm going to kick it against his hand as opposed to like try and get it in the box and score a goal I think they've just made the rule far too complicated it's like if it hits your hand your arm and there is an obvious advantage to you as a defender and obvious advantage means the ball drops to you Mm. or goes out of play or doesn't reach its intended target it's handball mm. intentional not intentional doesn't matter yeah. right? that yeah. f- for me is like it should yeah. be as simple as that uh, Abbas your question about would it have been overturned if he hadn't have given it I feel like that it's sort of adopts you know like in cricket the umpires call thing yeah. that it's got to be clear and obvious hasn't it for them to overturn it and I don't think either way it would have ever been overturned so I think if the ref had said um, no I don't, I don't think they necessarily so would have overturned it essentially what we're saying is what we're saying is, if it hadn't been given originally, then it's never a penalty. I don't think but they would have it over- That's given, just my opinion. I don't think so they there would is have So no, there is it. no clear and obvious with VAR. That's mm. a myth. There's, no, there's nothing that says it has to be clear and obvious. Mm. The, the, the video, as I understand it, the video referee will watch every single event and will then say to the referee, we believe there is a decision to be checked or we believe there is a decision to be made. I think in that instance, the referee would have gone to the screen and seen the ball clearly hitting his hand and given the penalty. I think so the only reason the ref been over, not I, overturned, yeah, but he would have I think the, the only reason a ref wouldn't have given the penalty in the first place is if they hadn't have seen it hitting his arm. Mm-hmm. And so I think because even watching it back now, take away the fact that it was Champions League final and it's <sighs> it's a Spurs shirt, watch it and go, that's it's not handball. It is like, a penalty. It's a penalty. It a penalty. Yeah, it, I think so. it, it really is. And it sucks because it was the second minute. Yeah. And, and like you say, you know, some weaker refs wouldn't give it. But you think about how many times you say, oh, it's too early to give a yellow card. There's no rule that yeah. says it's too early yeah. to give a yellow card. Like, yellow card's a you, yellow card. You just think, right? You just think out of all the moments in world football for Tottenham to concede a penalty through an unfortunate circumstance it'd be 20 seconds into the Champions League final but then for me like that's out, of all the, out of all the times they could have given it he could have done that in the first 30 seconds against Aston Villa on on, on the first weekend and no one would have given a shit yeah I think but, the only thing with that is that you, you only remember the ones that involve your team right? And yeah. it's like when people say like, oh players always break their scoring duck against Spurs no, you know the Dr. ones that, Spurs you, strikes again. But you know yeah. the ones who break their duck against Spurs because that's the game that you watch. You didn't watch the player who went six games and then scored against yeah. Brighton. Oh, no, I'm, I, I, you're right, right, yeah. Purely from a Tottenham from a perspective. Tottenham perspective yeah. But your, your point there, Abbas, on that, is like of all the moments to you know, concede that penalty, for me, like, that's like a test. It's like, right, how much character have you got? And, and like, I've, I, was, I was quite frustrated after the game because Liverpool were there for the taking in that final. They always are against They us. were there for the taking. And for me, they always are. There, was, there was one player, Harry Winks, in the, Spurs, in the first hour of that game that was like, we've had a crap decision go against us. Let's use that as a motivator. Mm. Everyone else literally was just so flat. You could see it. Yeah. You were watching it there as a supporter. The, f- uh, the other Spurs fans that were there were amazing, like trying to G the side up, but you could just tell that they were just yeah. all so stunned by it. Mm-hmm. Apart from Winks, who was like, give me the ball, I don't care that I'm on the edge of my own box, and there's two men around me, I'll, you, I'll take the ball. If you look at it in the round, how much luck did we have getting there? A lot. And a lot. I like ran out. 
I just I think that will simple as that. The, the players now must look back at that and think that game and what it was. And it one thing that probably didn't come across with the coverage was how hot it was in the stadium. Mm. It was absolutely boiling, and like that was a good thing for us because Liverpool couldn't press because it was too hot. So for me. In the build-up to the game, I was thinking, this is literally perfect. Yeah. You're taking away Liverpool's main weapon, which is winning the ball back high because they're not going to be able to do that. And I don't know, I just feel like we got into so many good areas yeah. during the game, but didn't, that final ball wasn't quite there. And so it, it felt it, like we were a bit scared to shoot in the final was, as well. There was a chance where, I think it was in about the 85th minute, when we won a free kick right on the edge of the box. And it's, it's an in-swinging delivery from Ericsson. And yeah. you're thinking... This is it. Low and yeah. hard, just go low and hard, gets the nick, or like knee height, but he mm. decides to go for the power mm. at like head height, and it's like that's probably not the right decision to make because. Good save, though, to be fair. It's a good save, but you, really it's, it, it's a good save, but it's a save that you'd expect a keeper mm. of Allison's calibre to make. Mm. Whereas if you, if you go lower, you sort of can get a nick on anything, or you can sort of like get like a like a like a yeah. Something, you know something I mean? can happen. Can't something it, can yeah. happen, but when you're when it's at that high, you kind of eliminate some of the things that That's can happen. Yeah. The, the weird thing with that game is that we like Allison made more saves in that final than any goalkeepers ever made in a Champions League final. But they were all in the last ten minutes, mm. and they're all quite straightforward. And they were all straightforward, but you know, br- broadly, actually, most goalkeeper saves are straightforward, right? Yeah. It, you are hitting the target. For me, like when you were talking about the heat and you were talking about the game was there for the taking, like I, I actually don't think. Well, I think the minute Liverpool went one 0 up, they looked at their back four and went, or their back five and went, mm. we, we, they will not score. Mm. And there was a moment where Van Dijk went toe for toe with Sonny and just kept, flicked it out of play. Mm. And Van Dijk hasn't been. No one's um, dribbled past him in sixty games. Yeah. It, Liverpool, like we forget that Liverpool finished twenty points ahead of us this mm. season. It's like actually, it turns out. That a really good team went 1-0 up and then just sort of held us off. And did what they've done well all and season, which is defending. Defending, yeah. you know. And, and, yeah. and if, you've, if you've got full-backs who can get up the pitch and if they need to, get back down the pitch mm. and during that game didn't even need to get up the pitch, yeah. it becomes really hard. They can yeah. serve their energy so well. And then that last yeah. 10 minutes where we sort of had chance for like two points, there was nothing where you went, oh, we could have scored that. Yeah, we should have scored up, that. Yeah. Like, it, it, it wasn't. They were... <coughs> I, it was such a controlled, yeah. measured performance from Liverpool. I mean, it's an irrelevant question, mm. but it's a question I'm going to ask anyway. Was starting Harry Kane the right decision? I think so. I think you had to start. I think so. I think you had to start. It's a Champions League final. If we were going to... I think any Spurs fan would have looked at that and think, if we're going to win, it's going to be because Kane yeah. has a top game. Yeah. I couldn't have seen us winning that game Clearly, if, if we win a penalty 20 seconds in and Kane's not there, you, you regret it, right? And, yeah. and, and all oh, right, you, oh, maybe right. someone would have scored. But like, like for me, it's also when you've got a player, like with Winks, if you've got a player who is potentially injured you should, or potentially not match fit, you should always start them. Because if you bring them on, A, players, sub- substitutes are never as warmed up as the, first, the players who yeah. start. And so you saw it with like yeah. Diego Costa a few seasons ago. He came on and then two minutes has to come off. And then all of a sudden you've wasted two subs. And you don't have a good player on the bench to replace yeah. him with. So oh, exactly. he's our best player, broadly. Or if he's not our best, he's in our top two or three. You know, Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> okay. yeah sorry, Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't count Sissoko. You've, you've got to start the best so. team in your Champions League final. I, I, I think so. Think, I think so. Um, what, a quick story from me, because when I was you, out there... you were there. Um, 
which was an ama absolutely amazing experience. Um, so we went out, me and my dad, we went out on a day trip. So we flew out Saturday morning, um, got there fine. Obviously everyone was absolutely buzzing, got on the coach. The coach was meant to take us to where the fan zone was. Instead of taking us there, they took us to the stadium, sort of dropped us off, everyone got off, just sort of thinking, is this where I'm meant to be? We're not quite sure. Realised sort of where we were and the fan zone was like three miles away. Turned around to get back on the coach and the coach had driven off. So we were like, brilliant, okay, great. Then we saw a load of Spurs fans about 150 metres away from us, near nearer to the stadium. So we thought, we'll go and find out what's going on there because it looked like they'd had a similar thing happen to them. So we said, well, maybe they're waiting for a coach to come pick, us up, pick them up. So started walking towards them, and as we got closer and closer and closer, we realised that actually that wasn't a group of Spurs fans, it was all the Spurs legends. Brilliant. Which was absolutely amazing. So it was like, we met literally all of them, like Gary Mabbott, Graham Roberts, Pat Jennings. Um, and you met Justin Edinburgh as well? Justin Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who was, I mean, we met 10 or 12 legends, they were all lovely, like, all happy to speak to us, have photos, all that stuff. My dad was literally like a kid on Christmas Eve, because they're all his heroes, <laughs> right? Um, Justin Edinburgh stood and talked to us for about 10-15 minutes about yeah. Spurs, about how buzzing he was as a Spurs fan to be out there. We talked about Latin Orient and yeah. it's like his assistant manager was like my coach when I was at Orient when I was young and all stuff like that. So like there was some stories in that and he was such a lovely fella. Like, and he was just happy to talk to us for ages. Yeah. He looked in unbelievable nick as well. Like all bold accounts in the fan zone, he was like leading the sing songs. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just that's that just that absolutely mad. dreadful about yeah. what's happened to him. Yeah. Um but like all of, a couple of days later. Yeah. 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 Um but all of the legends that were there were just absolutely like Cliff Jones, you know what I mean? Like yeah. proper yeah. someone like him is like a proper legend, yeah. like a double winning player. Right. Like. They're names that we all recognise despite the fact that yeah. for the most part we missed Yeah. You know, all right, yeah. not Edinburgh and Mavert, but like there are players there that you mentioned where we're all nodding going legends and we're like yeah. actually mm. They had retired by the time I started carrying yeah. Spurs. Like that's that's the type of calibre of yeah. And that was one of my favourite things about the Saturday was watching <clears throat> You know, on Instagram, all my friends start posting pictures because I had quite a few groups of people there. And like when you started, like, when you were sending them to the WhatsApp, yeah. you were just like, look who I just met. It's like, who have you just met? And then, oh, that is quite a big deal to be yeah. fair. Jack. That's great. It was it amazing. Was, it was just um, amazing. We, so we did all that. So we spent about 30, 40 minutes there, literally, like, for my dad meeting all his heroes. Yeah. He, was, he was literally so happy when we left. We then went down to the fan zone because my uncle was out there. And he'd got out there via an absolutely bizarre route that involved a 13-hour coach from Toulouse <laughs> and all this stuff, um, postponing his sort of wedding and all that stuff because he ain't got the money, to, but he can afford to go and he do can that. Afford to go Amazing. Um, so we spent about three, four hours down in the fan zone, which was brilliant. I yeah. mean, like the atmosphere there was incredible. There? We we couldn't. It was too busy. And basically, what they were doing was you had to queue up for about an hour to get a token, and then queue up again to get your beer. So we basically were just there for a few hours catching up with my uncle and all, sort of just taking it all in and then we went somewhere else and got some dinner and a few beers and that there and then went back up to the ground um, so it was the whole experience was amazing was there beer in the ground? no and they run out of water at half time as well which was <laughs> nice so, so we spent the second half necking sangria it was, uh, <laughs> it was, so it was a new stadium Atletico's one right that was in it was awful absolutely really? falling apart the, to the toilets didn't work like literally it was Dreadful, dreadful stadium. Carry on holiday. Um, yeah. Yeah, the hotel just starts falling down. It was, it was so bad. The Spanish hotel. It was so, so bad. Um, <laughs> obviously, we watched the game and that and we were gutted. Oh. But, you know, like to have been a Champions League final, yeah. we, you know, and to share that with my dad, who's been but a Spurs fan for years. You put it, it into brilliant. perspective, what a platform. 
What's that going to do to all the players? It's going to galvanise. It's going to do nothing but galvanise them for this season. And it's already proven. They've all been at a Champions League final. Most teams, most most of the Premiership have not even got close to it. Most players won't get anywhere near that. And it's already proven what getting to a Champions League final can do in terms of attracting players. You know, we've gone and smashed our yeah. transfer record, haven't we, yeah. by getting yeah. Undumbele in. And it's like, who who knows what else is going to happen in this yeah. window? I think, well, think Ericsson will stay. I think Toby will stay. Well, I think you look at it and you look at like what Liverpool have done. And if you if you compare the two teams, like year on year, Liverpool got to the Champions League final, they lost there, finished fourth. But they used that as a as a sort of like a platform, and they and strengthened in the right areas. That was, well, the recruitment it? was perfect. Yeah. Great recruitment. Yeah. Signed a world class centre back. Signed a world class goalkeeper, and signed a very very good defensive midfielder, Fabino, mm. um, who worked quite well. And they had Naby Keita. And Naby Keita well. coming yeah. in. So they signed four truly remarkable players where they, they needed them where they well, needed yeah. them so they'd sorted out the top part of the pitch mm. and all the issues were in defence look at Tottenham now and you look at where the issues are and I, I'd say that the issues with Spurs are, are slightly f- more widespread you look at it you look at probably needing a new right back you look at someone who you might need a new central defender if Toby goes mm. you look at okay we've filled in a position in Central midfield with signing Ndombele, but again we're still probably short one potentially two bodies there. And you look at the wings, and all right, we've got Jack Clark, but that's that's someone from next season. Yeah. What do we do about now? Yeah. And then you look at the rent he's probably going to leave. He's and, got. He's gone now. Wasn't he's he? Gone. Has he officially gone? He's gone. Yeah. So then you so need. The, so then you need someone as a backup there. So essentially, you're not going from three players who Liverpool got. You're looking at five or six and selling some of the shit that we already have yeah. the, the, only, the only thing I'd say the only thing I'd say yeah. to that is like A. Liverpool had a big chunk of money to spend so actually from the Coutinho sale plus yeah. Coutinho money sale. From, from, sorry yeah. Coutinho sale plus you know money that comes in from the Premier League and reaching the Champions League final and I get your point around um, you know oh, you know on the wings but actually if you're Liverpool also signed a few players for very little money to come in as backups. So players Shakiri, like Shakiri, yeah. right? So I'm not worried about filling the wings because I look at like Mora and Son and go, that's really, really good. I know we need to I know we need backup as well. I'm so not, we, that's not we what I'm need saying. Improve, so the backup, so I think the issue is where the the backup that we have isn't good enough. Shakiri like Lamella is consistently injured. Yeah. So He's irrelevant. I guess my point is like the principle should be like fill the roles that you need in your first 11 first. And when I look at Spurs in terms of our first 11, I don't think we're like vastly missing um, players. Because then if you actually look at Liverpool, they didn't use a huge amount of players this season. They sort of rotated four centre midfielders around. They, the front three basically played all the games and then it somehow Origi stepped up and had the two I games of his career. Yeah. And then their centre backs again, their their defence like Robertson and um, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold played every game. Yeah. So that's the thing. So I like get a, the, the other thing is that like Poch likes to rotate. He does. And I'm not sure whether in certain positions that is a good thing all the time. Mm. There are certain positions, particularly when it comes to the defensive positions, where I would go, 
just stick leave your centre backs especially leave your centre backs but no, I agree. I just, I just don't think it's. I don't think we're a million miles away from. from I, I, I think there are. There, there, when we rotate, we rotate out of necessity. But that's know, because that we have so many of our players depth. are on the edge of fitness because there is there is the lack of depth. But, but we have three centre halves. I say I don't. Four, think, if you include the fact that Dyer can play back there. I don't think that we lack a mass amount of depth. If I'm honest, I think our. I think we've got a good squad. I think our first team is as good as anyone's in the Premier League. I think if you could guarantee our first eleven to play thirty-eight league games, we would be right in there with City and Liverpool. Obviously, we don't have that luxury. Yeah. For me, the area we need to strengthen centre midfield. Hopefully, we've gone and done that. Right back. I'm not. I'm not as worried in about right back. Trippy had a dodgy season last year. Fine, but he had he a great might, one the year before. Yeah, he yeah. might go. You've got Aurea, who I still don't think we've really seen the best of. You've got Walker Peters. He obviously likes Foyth in that position. I, I think. I think position. if Trippier goes, I don't think we'll go and buy a right back. I think he'll say, "I'll take the money. I might use that elsewhere." I think we need is we need another striker. Definitely, yeah. that's a, that's an absolute yeah. necessity. But that's easier said than done. Who's gonna wanna? Come and be back up at Spurs. It's, it's like, a hard position to go and buy. When we talk about our players being tired, right? Yeah. Like back four of Liverpool played sixty games this season, and there is no fullbacks that did as much work as theirs did. Yeah. <coughs> right. You know, um, well, Gomez was out for loads of it, though, wasn't he? No, but like the the, the fullbacks, like Trent oh, yeah, Alexander Arnold and Robertson, Robertson got game. up and down every yeah. single game. They, you know, and you said it. You said like Liverpool press a lot more than Spurs do. Spurs are a much slower team, particularly this. Season. Now it may have been out of necessity, so I don't necessarily understand. You're this. not tired when you're winning, are you? Yeah, That's I don't agree with this argument. Now, I, the, I think the England, play, I think the fact that we had loads of players in the World Cup final did make a big difference. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. But we're not going to have that next season. I just this idea that you know oh, our players are right on the edge of. Of like fitness, and we need a you know a much deeper squad to sort. You need two players in every position. You don't need yeah. four yeah. or five yeah. or six. And I I think a lot of things added up to Spurs being tired yeah. this season. Few injuries. The the you know Sonny was away for a couple of uh, of of long periods. We had eight players in the last no more players in the last four yeah. of the World Cup who didn't have a break. We went a hell of a lot further in the Champions League than yeah. we were probably budgeting to and expecting to and forecasting to the the race for the top four was closer than it's been for a long time so we had to you know yeah. we, we had to keep playing there where in the last few seasons we've ended up playing games where you win in 7-1 and 6-0 because the, it's, the, all, done, the, it's yeah. all done and dusted and it all just added up to this perfect storm of us being able to say well our players are knackered most of those things aren't going to happen next year particularly think, the, yeah. the, the, the we, World we, Cup piece we, 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 we found ourselves under enormous amount of pressure around March time to, to put a string of results together yeah. and it, it was just and I think I think a lot of things uncertainty around the move into the new stadium mm. Conspired along with along with that picture. Right, yeah, didn't even mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a crazy ass season. We were expecting to be in the new stadium the straight away. Game, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the first well, I game. I don't think anybody's yeah. really thought that would happen, but yeah. But but I think I think there's a lot there's a lot of reasons to be positive again this oh, year. Oh, definitely. And your, so. your your point to about tiredness and injuries. It felt like last season that we're extremely unlucky with injuries. We're like we'd lose a centre midfielder and in the next game we'd lose another one. Yeah. And it's like it felt like well we did at times because you know Skip played centre midfielder right. games and Ben Davis had right. to fill in at centre. But it becomes where we, we have a lot an of ageing squad. We have to start expect, a, 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 accepting that now. Last few seasons, yeah, at, at White Hart Lane, we didn't. 
Do you remember when Potts first came in? This it was the same group of players, yeah. four years younger. Yeah. So so back to your point about Robertson yeah. and Trent Alexander Arnold. They are where our fullbacks were yeah. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're not twenty six yet. They're twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. The squad needs refreshing. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. You know. You, to, to go through two transfer windows and not add anyone to your squad as a team that's trying to compete if anything you, you remove any risk of complacency and I don't necessarily buy into that but you at least remove that so I'm not saying that we don't need players I just don't think it's this big overhaul of getting rid now that being said I wouldn't be that bothered if we sold Ericsson because I think the amount of money that we'd get we'd be able to bring one or two players in if you've done it in the right way I don't think we'd do it in the same way we did with Bale for example I've got more faith in so I just think there's opportunities here where you look at our squad and go, a couple of them could go, but I don't think it's going to damage us so badly as it would have two or three seasons ago. Yeah. With 40 or 50 million quid, who do you replace Christian Eriksen with? Uh, so for me, I think like Eriksen and Delhi really struggle to play together. I think if you can get the best out of Delhi, you don't spend your 50 million replacing Eriksen like for like. I, mean, I, d- I think you can go and get like a wide player or another centre midfielder and you play Delhi as an out and out number 10 I think you, you want that for me you want this, that centre midfielder who can play the ball through the eye of the needle I feel like that's probably what we lack in the final third when Eriksson's not there that player that can play that pass um, but we don't I have a player that, that runs but, that we don't have a player that, but we don't have a player that runs onto it like, like if you're going to play Kane Kane will come and collect the ball for, how often does Kane actually run through and then go and finish one on one so I, th- this is the other thing when you talk about like replacing a player it depends on who else you have yeah. now don't get me wrong when we had when, you know, there were times where it was Son, Ericsson Ali and Kane and that's probably when we were at our best but oftentimes Ericsson would be the one shoehorned out of mm. position and like played on the left or, or played on the right and so again I'm not saying bad play he's done incredible work for us I just think like because he's like that talismanic passing midfielder that Spurs have like got to know and love, we think, oh, we need to replace him with that like-for-like player. And actually, our style of football has moved on mm. quite a bit from... Like, I just think Kane is such a different focal point now. Yeah. I think as well as fans, you, you get attached to players, right? Especially players yeah. that have been there for a yes. while, and you probably think, oh, I really wouldn't want that person to go. But mm. if you think about it like you think about it in a work environment, sometimes it's a good thing if someone yeah. that's been there for a while goes... You get someone completely new in with different ideas, and it freshens up the whole team. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you work in a completely er- different way, right? Ericsson is also like we bought him when he was young, when no one else really knew him. He's the only, pretty much the only good thing to come out of the bail sale. So it's like there's so much narrative around him that I think sometimes we look. Yeah, this season he was bad. Is he good? Who do you go and buy to replace him? I don't know. So they're talking about Giovanni Lo Celso, Lo Celso who I've not really seen. Like I've not seen anything of him. I no. couldn't see us paying the 80, 80 million release million. clause. It well, might be something later in the window we go back in and do. Well, I'm the not thing sure. is, the only thing going for that transfer is the fact that he's Argentinian. So there's a, there's a it's a racist thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Slowly building a team of Argentinians. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He'll never sell. That's why we never sell Gazaniga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that he's young, so, but the price tag. So he's someone who bet his signs for twenty two million in in January, and all of a sudden his price has rocketed by yeah. times three yeah. to about sixty five million. And I don't I don't see Spurs paying that, having already spent 
60 odd million on Ndombele. But I think we, we would have said, I don't see Spurs ever spending 60 million pounds on a midfielder we've never heard of. I think, like, you know, things have changed. Is mm, you know, changed. We, we didn't used to do that stuff, admittedly. But, I, you know, I would never have seen us spending 30 million on Sissoko at the time. I'd have mm. never seen us spending what we spent on. Everyone's yeah. grinning. I'm not going to let the Sissoko thing go. And what, with a, the bargain money, and what a bargain. <laughs> Six million a year. Six million a year. You know, same thing, same thing with... With Janssen, and I can keep rattling off all these bad players we've signed. Yeah, Janssen's this year's uh, Sissoko. Yeah, I bet you he heard is. it here first. Yeah, Echoes yeah. of Glory uh, exclusive. He's going to score can one. Can you imagine if he banged in 20 goals or something like that? It's no, it became us. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you for free. I'll tell you for free, Jack. That will not happen this not season. Not 20, not 20, but 10 from the bot, 10 from the bench. Ten late winners from the bench. If he gets five goals next season, if he gets five goals for Spurs next season, it will blow my mind. I mean, he has to get five appearances first to get five goals. I, just, so I cannot it. see that guy. I don't think there's he ability score. there. There is ability everyone there. Everyone keeps saying that, and everyone keeps saying that. when he comes, he puts himself about. He is shocking. Oh, he puts is him, absolutely puts shocking. himself about. Is one he of the most overrated put qualities. Put he's still young. He's still young. He's still young. Sissoko, apparently. Had a life had a life changing moment at twenty nine. I do not understand people that think Janssen can turn it. It's like when people say like, "Oh, you want this player to play for England because he's passionate." No, I want him to play for England because he's good. You don't win if games he's passionate, by being passionate. That's a yeah. bonus. That's a bonus. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, put himself about. Put I'll put myself yeah, exactly. about. Yeah, I'll run around like a headless four, chicken. Four four two. Me and Van Plat top for yeah. Spurs next season. I'll, I'll guarantee I'll get more than five goals. <laughs> I you heard it here I'll have penalties. You heard right. it here Abbas, first. It's the end of May 2020. Yeah. Caesar's just finished. What's happened? Um, finished third. Good. Um, How did we get on in the cups? Uh, I don't think we paid any attention to the to the league or to the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. Is that, and you're, is that, that's a, is that a good season? No. So we're no. not going to have a good season next season. I don't, don't bother. bother. Yeah. I don't know why we bother. Return the season to the I have never we're been... back at Wembley because there's an incident with the stadium. <laughs> <It's>, oh. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at Arsenal, United and Chelsea, you'll never be more certain of Spurs attaining third place. But the thing you'll is... You'll never right, be more certain yeah. of it. The thing is... <laughs> it's just, fair. The reason why I'd say it's not a good season is what... ASD says quite a lot it's because expectations now have now risen yeah. and it's because of Poch's own success that now ultimately fans will want more fans are now going to say look we've got to the Champions League final one year that needs to continue happening now I'm not saying that does need to continue happening but what is an improvement on this year an improvement this year is definitely a trophy so does yeah. does it mean it depends if we finish, what trophy though doesn't it yeah it does yeah. So, would you take finish again? It comes back to the same questions. Would you take finishing fourth, winning the Carling Cup, and getting knocked out of the group stages as of the Champions League as a successful season, or would you say finishing third, getting to the quarterfinals or semi-finals of the Champions League, but not winning it as a successful season? What is a successful see, season? That, that question always gets. It always does, and it always comes we, 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 we talk about it probably about three or four times. But uh, it doesn't. In, in it doesn't have season. to be mutually exclusive like we're a club now where we can yeah. challenge we can you know win the FA Cup and challenge the Premier League yeah. the Champions League like we're not the side we were six seven years ago where we thought we had to pick the and pro- choose between the two the problem with defining your success by winning cups is that there is a huge like there's so much luck involved in winning so much 
So if, if, if the penalty doesn't happen and you go and win the Champions League, are we then saying that Spurs cannot have a successful season after that because we won the Champions League? If you finish third and reach the semis, is that not a successful season? If we win the FA Cup and you know, you've, you've not played... I mean, there's one of the teams that reached the FA Cup final didn't play a team outside, inside of the Premier League. Mm. Right? So there's so much that impacts that. And if all of a sudden, next season, we reach the, you, know, you get to the Carling Cup, um, final and you've not I'm played a, anyone. I, I, I would take it. No, no, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. And you win it, right? And you win it, but you finish fourth in the league and you've played rubbish and you get knocked out in the, or you finish fifth in the league and you get knocked out. Is that a success? Like, like defining success only by winning cups and not by obvious progress, because that's what success. Should be. If you think about any other walk of life, success is like obvious tangible progress, and obvious tangible progress is in terms of. Where you finish in the league, where you finish comparison to other players, how you do in in the cups broadly, and your style of football, do you feel more comfortable mm. and confident winning games? For me, it's like if we finish this season third and we sort of get out of the group stages of the FA Cup and get not uh, of the Champions League, get knocked out to Real Madrid, losing the semis in both rounds to Manchester City, that's a pretty good season. You just end up playing some teams that are better than you. I quite fancy the FA Cup or the, or the, or the League Cup, though. I've been saying that for we 10 were, years. We, 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 <laughs> I've been saying that for 10 years. I think we do. I think we do. I, I mean, look, seen we, Spurs in the FA Cup final <laughs> in my life. Yeah. We, we were a shootout away, weren't we, from getting into the final. We were never winning that shootout, no. if you remember it. I mean, we were never winning the first leg. I mean, quite how we won that first we leg against defended, Chelsea. Didn't we? we just defended, they were all over us. For me, Chelsea the, wanted that really badly. The 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 aim the aim now has to be win the Premier League or win the Champions League. That that's yeah. ultimately I agree. Will be the aim. I agree. That's ultimately what the aim. And is it has now. but it has been the aim for the last couple of seasons where you can see. What I can say to your point, Van, and about obvious improvement, I would say actually this season I've seen us play worst football, yeah. the worst oh, football God. I've seen in our five years 100%. under Poch. I don't think this God. season was a successful season. We've had some dreadful halves of football. Second half against Bournemouth. But we've found... You know, to name but five. We've found ways to win quite a lot of them games where it hasn't been pretty. And for me, that's something that... That's just not Spurs. I mean, we've always historically... Since I've been watching them, we've had to be on the top of our game to I get a result we've in also, games. We've lost more. We've lost a we've lot lost of games. We've lost a lot of games. We didn't draw a huge amount of games. So what you can say is that we are either converting those... I think what we did was convert some of those games that we weren't going to win into... Sorry, draws into wins. But I do think that this season, games that historically we could have eked out a draw, we lost because yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. So I think that, that's for me. Like you know, is it going to be a success? What's a successful season next year? If we win a cup, it's a successful season. If we win a cup and get relegated, is that a successful season? Like it's yeah. you can't you can't yeah, yeah. and you, you you can't say that until you've signed all your players and you like if if you'd have offered me at the start of the season the season that we had based on not signing anyone, not yeah, getting in the season, yeah. you'd have gone absolutely. Yeah doesn't mean it's a successful season you'd have taken it given the circumstance if we go and sign three or four players and we strengthen in all the areas that we need to and you know Salah goes to Real Madrid and you know yeah. Aguero is out for the season and then you say to me would you take finishing fourth no I wouldn't so it, you know the season is too long to yeah. decide that what, now what I would say is given the activity we've done in the market already <laughs> Get into Champions League final. I'm extremely optimistic. We've got yes. the new ground right now, and I feel like now we have the platform where yes. we could genuinely 
consistently go and challenge yes. for the big trophies. And I've not felt that before. I yeah, felt like we might have nicked a cut or we might have done something. Yeah. But now to actually properly challenge it. But we like still need a few, as we do need said, we still need a few to take yeah. us like take us to that next level. You're not Twenty points win. is is a is a gap. And you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna win Champions Leagues with Unedited. But <laughs> with with players like Lamella in the team and that's unfortunate that's an unfortunate fact it's, it's very so, fine margins because what did we lose about 13 games something like that in the end of the league if you you know win half of them all of a sudden you're right on top of it. and it's yeah. I think the key for me though margins. is that we didn't look like winning those five that's the point Yeah, it's like the, the, you know it's, I, I would I, challenging in the Premier League is your only definition of are you progressing mm-hmm. as a team because you're playing with the exception yeah. of the teams that go up and down the same teams who have spent the same broad amount yeah. of money. Next season, if we like get Barcelona or in the next round and you get knocked out, can you say, oh, we've had a less successful cup run? It's like, well, no, because last time, like you said, we played, played Dortmund, we played Dortmund yeah. Ajax, and we, we, yeah. we got past City who still don't know how to play in Europe. Somehow we got past City, yeah. Right. yeah. That's it. I'm optimistic. I, oh, I yeah. genuinely... Yeah. I, think, I am now. I think one, one, <laughs> one, one, one or two... No, well, I am... Sort of, when was it? Five, five, six weeks ago, the Champions League final? I was happy to, to to take a proper three month break, clean break, not talk yeah. about it, not even we did we don't even converse about it on on the pod anymore, mm. on the podcast on the WhatsApp. We just talk about cricket. Our WhatsApp yeah. is so weird during the summer. Like it's just <laughs> the the chat is nonsensical. Well, like, it's unbelievable. Well, it's all about the Mali and the women's cricket team now. The Mali, <laughs> yeah, we had like a crazy period of the Mali actually. women's cricket team being like the headline are news. You, are you, so you're, you're you're making quite good money on um, on on wages in the Mali Marlin cricket team. Not on the Mali cricket team, just the World Cup in general. But I mean, me, well, we spent Friday together, Jay, and uh, I've never seen someone I, cheer so loud for a dog. I, I won a, I won about a hundred quid just Did just you? with him just feeding me bets. It was wicked. Was, were you taking was, a cut of this? I hope. Um, no. Well, the, the cut was like, he was a guest. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guest of mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the Marlin women's cricket team um, are shite. Um, so I think you're being kind, yeah. to be honest. Um, so some of their scores are six all out, eleven all out, ten all out. Um, can you look up their? Leading run scorer. I I can tell you extras. about fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, genuinely, in their score of six. Who is this extra? Who is this extra? <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> in the score of six all out, um, which got knocked off in four balls instantly. Um, only one player scored a single run and the five were extras. So ten people scored a duck. Extras. Nine people scored a duck. One of my favourite parts of this part of the season is a trialist. Like when you see like in the lower leagues and you see like their name in their teams, it's like a trialist. Yeah. Love that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. But I think next season, like I said, I'm extremely optimistic. Yeah. I see no reason why we can't go yeah. one better next season. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Um, and and it seems like so many teams have gone backwards. Like yeah. how far back have Chelsea and Chelsea, United? Arsenal, and United? They've I, all I, gone backwards. I didn't realise how poor United's squad was yeah. until Sky Sports did a bit on you know the players that they're looking to bring in. It's dreadful, yeah. absolutely dreadful. That like, I think even top six for United next season will be a push. City, yeah. City have recruited well. Um, yeah, Rodri, so Ma- Rodri Martin. Yeah, like bringing someone in 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 holding midfield went to replace yeah, you know yeah, and yeah, and yeah, what they yeah. what you know that's what Guardiola does well. He's like I'm not changing my style. I'm going to bring in a, like for yeah. like replacement. Yeah. I think Liverpool if they don't lose anyone with the players coming back, 
they won't got, lose anyone. Yeah, I, mean, but I, I think I think I, they're a good as a, as a squad or as a prospect. You look at Liverpool, and if you're a part of that, you're like, yeah. I'm I'm onto something I quite good here. Yeah. The thing is, and it's a problem that Spurs will probably have is if Klopp goes, what happens then? Yeah. Same with like if Poch goes. Yeah. So that's where they could potentially see an issue if Zidane doesn't work out at Madrid. Or if whoever the manager at Barcelona is at the moment doesn't work yeah. out, then mm. I think look Poch, at him. I think Poch will be a, f- a manager to go before Klopp because Klopp has stuff to build on at Liverpool. There is, mm. yeah, he doesn't have as much to complain about, if that makes sense. You know, but then so if you look at those two teams, I do think they've either strengthened or they're as strong as they were. Um, again, like Chelsea. You know, Chelsea are without Hazard, that know. is a problem. Yeah. But you don't know. Right? You don't know. Um, Leicester have recruited really well like bringing Tielemans in on a fall because they've looked really good in the second half mm. of the season Jose Perez is a player I'd take a punt on like, I just think he's a good really? player it's yeah. a bit of a weird signing no I think it's, <laughs> mate no one's he scored more goals than any other player other than um, like him Jamie Vardy and Aguero scored the most goals in the second half of the season really? So, uh, you know, Rogers, also, Rogers I, think, I'm not, so, I think Rogers is a good manager. I think he's a very good manager. I think someone like Tielemans again. He's just an idiot. I'd have taken him. I would take or him. Andre Gomez. I'm just not sure about. We obviously of passed them, Andre Gomez. Yeah, we obviously passed. Yeah. He eventually went for about 22 million, didn't he? Mm. Which isn't. A lot. I just, it's I just, not a lot I just think I, I get your point around. I'm not sure about those guys, but I just think like if you've got Andre Gomez coming off the bench rather than. Oliver Skip, for example. Mm. I agree. There's I a fully big, agree. I think there's a big difference. Mm. I don't think we've got enough money to go and spend twenty million pounds on squad players. I think. Yeah. So I'm not saying I can't believe we didn't get him. I understand why we didn't, but it but is you, need, you know you need an upgrade on your squad players, and this is what I was saying where you yeah. can't win Champions League with players like Lamella mm. or Skip. You need you need to have you need to I guess make like a like a trade-off and say look okay we're going to spend x amount on the squad to improve it and what that means is where we're struggling to see out games or where we're struggling to break down teams we've got x amount worth of talent that we can bring on to make that change when you're promoting youth that's fine but it it doesn't it's not good enough to win the big trophies that Podge technically wants us to win I guarantee, though, at the start of the season, when we were going, if we go back through the podcast, we'd have all been going. Got two players in every position. Yeah, yeah. really strong. You know, it, it, you, Moore is now going to be playing a full season. It's like Lamella a new signing. Play, yeah, it's like yeah, a new yeah. signing. Lamella's like a new yeah. signing. So I agree. I just think like sometimes you got to take a step back and yeah. not let context dictate why we're sort of. Yeah. I think like a fresh summer off. You know, like those players. I agree with Lamella. Like, there's only so many times you can say it's like a new signing. And I am picking up. I am. You know, Sonny. If Sonny's here for the whole season, for example, that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. I think that's right. If you had the best side in the world, you'd still want more signs. Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants more signs. You're never happy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Were you going to? What were you saying? They've had a summer off. They've all had a great summer off, haven't they? Deli Ali's been. Uh, Deli Ali's been. He's been yeah. Very good <laughs> summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about summer off. He's had a yeah. summer. Showing yeah. his way around LA, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Harry Kane right now is on a boat somewhere. Good luck to him. Somewhere. But like, I'm like, you know, players, they need to go under the humans, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They leave like, it's they have an amazing break, yeah. and and it almost it almost seems too coincidental that all of them on their social feeds have started their own training before joining Priestley. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of them, Sissoko, Lamella, haven't actually joined. Well, they're all monitored. 
They're all yeah. yeah they've they're all, all they've all kept it going right through the I summer. Like Delhi's been running up and down towards the bar like he's that's it. Running <laughs> away from the bodyguards. Yeah, right, rich yeah. young man has a few too many to drink yeah. on holiday after long season. Front page news. Unbelievable. But then I think Jay, your point about pre-season is such a grueling thing for them. It's like you'd yeah. better off just keeping yourself constantly in decent nick. You wouldn't yeah. want to. Going to a Pochettino pre-season. I think Eric Dyer's yeah. big time let himself go. That, that, that picture of him walking through... He looked like he just got out of prison. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's, gone proper, he's, he's gone proper skin all the way. Top, and, top. And, and he's got a proper paunch. Broadly, top Premier League players don't let themselves go to an extent that we understand letting themselves go. Like yeah. they, they go on holiday, their nutritionist is there... Someone from the club is following them. They don't run for two days or something like that. You know, they've all got their they've all got their phones and they're all being monitored and they they they're all expected to come back a certain level of fitness or you get fined and you get you know stuff like that. I think this like Dyer's going to be skint. Dyer's going to be selling his clothes on eBay like David James. (laughs) (laughs) Those grey tracksuits he always wears. They've gone baggy, loose fit, Um, but yeah. But look, roll on the new season. Who knows what's going to happen. It's been a pleasure, gents, having you all here. End of yeah. season wrap-up show. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode, all the episodes we've done throughout the season. Remember, whatever happens in the summer, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.
Tottenham.